The views and discussion expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of the hosts of the program, WMKV, Maple Knoll Communities, its staff or management. The information and advice presented are educational in nature and not intended to be taken as legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Always consult with your own legal, accounting, or other professional before making any investment. Welcome to Real Life Real Estate Investing, a show to help you gain financial freedom by investing in real estate. Brought to you by the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati and the Ohio Real Estate Investors Association. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing on 89.3 FM WMKV. And now your host, Vena Jones-Cox. Where this week our microphone's not working. There we go. Yay, live radio. I didn't... I didn't move anything. This was what was in front of my face. Sorry, folks. This is how you know it's not a webinar because we can't edit it in action. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing, where this week is every week we're putting you on the path to financial independence through real estate investing. And this week we're going to talk about a property class that most folks who live in more urban areas don't think of except when a tornado comes through town and they become a very obvious property class. And yet a lot of the people I know consider them to be the most profitable type of real estate you can possibly invest in. I'm talking, of course, about mobile homes, also known as trailers, manufactured housing, wobbly boxes, whatever it is you'd like to call them. One of those folks who is a huge advocate of mobile homes as a money-making investment machine is Brad Simmons, who is from the Lexington area of Kentucky. He is with the REMAX Elite Bluegrass team, and he is also the president and CEO of Star Home USA, which provides affordable housing to people with less than perfect credit. And Brad, let me guess that the type of affordable housing that Star Home USA would typically offer to people would be along the lines of a trailer. Well, we only call them trailers when we're buying them. After we own them, then we call them mobile homes or manufactured homes. <laughs> they, 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 bec- <laughs> they become something completely different when you're selling versus when you are buying <laughs> <laughs> and um, I'm I'm really glad you uh, were able to join us today, Brad, because although undoubtedly a lot of our listeners have not heard your name around, uh, you are someone who's got a fairly uh, broad range of experience in the mobile home market. And, you know, again, for those of us who are used to brick and mortar residential property uh, and have not thought about this a lot, we don't know that there's actually multiple ways to invest in mobile homes and multiple different ways to get paid for investing in mobile homes. So let, let, let's talk first. Let's, you know, let's, uh, let, let's have you uh, defend your position that mobile homes are a great investment. What is it that you like about them? Well, I like it because it's really the McDonald's of housing. So I look at who the most successful people are, Ray Kroc with McDonald's, Sam Walton with Walmart, 
And that's where our people shop, where our people work, and that's really our people. So why not give the people what they want? And people right now, especially with the economy concerns, uh, are want affordable housing. Mm-hmm. So this really fits the bill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there, there are again for the, those of us who are you know more uh, urban dwellers, there are there is a lot of demand for people who want to live in mobile homes. Yeah, there sure is, and. I guess, you know, everyone's got a different mentality. So a lot of people like to live near the water. A lot of people like to live in cities. Obviously, they do. That's why they all flock there. And a lot of people like to live out in the country. Well, a lot of people <clears throat> see apartments as an option, you know, only renting an apartment. But they don't want to share a wall with someone. They, if the guy's smoking next door, they don't want to have to smell that. If they're making Italian food, they don't have to smell it. And I'll have to tell you about music and TV and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then let your imagination run wild, you know. Mm-hmm. So they like to have their own space. They like to have their own yard. And a mobile home affords people very affordable housing, very affordable lot rent, and their own space. They can have a little shed in the back. So it's really kind of, um, you know, and it's almost like camping. You definitely have a, a culture or a subculture, and people like to live in communities. When you go out, you know someone's going to be watching your house. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas in a single family home, you know, out in the country, you're kind of left on your own. But in the community, you've got somebody to watch out for you, somebody to talk to. You can walk the streets all the time. It's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, we're actually going to, and I know this is a big job in an hour, but we're, we're actually going to talk about three different methods <clears throat> of investing in mobile homes that, that, that in, in some ways have, you know, different entrance strategies and different exit strategies. We're going to talk about Buying a trailer, which is what I think most when most people think buying mobile homes, they think, okay, so there's a trailer in a park and I buy the trailer and then I do something with the trailer. So that's that's one aspect. The second aspect is if you drive, I, I would suspect 30 minutes outside of any city in the United States, you start seeing what's called mobile homes on land. So it, they're not in a park, they're they're sort of out there, and they might have an acre or two, and like you said, they might be lakefront. That's pretty common, uh, and that, and that's a different strategy. And then the third one, which is really your favorite, is buying the parks themselves, not not necessarily owning the mobile homes within them, but owning the parks themselves. So uh, three very different kinds of strategies, and we would love to hear from listeners with any questions, or if you're a mobile home fan, you know, call us up and tell, tell us why. What is it you like about them? Uh, 513, this is the uh, fun drive number right here, so it, <laughs> I just picked up a sheet that has the number for last week on it. Um, if you're outside the greater Cincinnati area, the number is 877-772-9658. If you're here in Cincinnati, you can just call 772-9658. Or you can send us an email. You need to go to the website askvina.com, and you'll see that there's a an email response form there. And if you just type in your question, hit send, it'll come here to the studio. If you have any questions for Brad about mobile home investing or any comments about mobile home investing. So... Let's let's talk first, Brad, about I th- what I think people are often picturing when you say invest in mobile homes, which is I'm going to go buy somebody. Somebody, somebody right. lives in a park, right? And, and, and most of those folks, well, I don't know if it's most of them, you can tell me, 
own those mobile homes and that at some point they need to sell them. So you can buy the home in the park. If, if, let me, let me put it this way. The people who are being successful at doing that, (laughs) because there are, of course, you know, endless numbers of people being unsuccessful at everything. uh, What is the real exit strategy? If I buy a mobile home in a park, how, how do I make money from it? Okay. Well, let me begin, first of all, with, you know, everybody looks down their nose at a mobile home, but they are built in a factory with dry materials, usually like union-type labor, instead of a stick-built house with you don't know what you're going to get. We always joke we get a 16-year-old with a beer in one hand and a nail gun in the other, wet materials, and, you know, they. when you have a manufactured home, it's built to HUD specs, and they're don't really well. I mean, throw your house on a truck and run it down the road 60, 70 miles an hour and see if it holds together. <laughs> These do. So we're looking at a pretty good product, uh, trying to change the misconception, you know, we're looking at a pretty good product that you should feel good about investing in and feel safe about it if it's 1977 or newer. That's when they changed. Now, it's going to be rare for you to find a 77 or 78 out there in Ohio, especially. If we're reaching as far as Florida, you're going to see tons of homes, even in the 60s. But the the weather is hard on everything, and those homes are are gone now. But anyway, so you're going to find mostly the homes in the 80s, 90s, and 2000s. And they're going to be likely, the older they are, likely they're going to be free and clear. They're going to be paid for. So somebody sticks a sign in the window or puts an ad in the paper, and that's how you would find them. Mm Mm-hmm. Does that answer your question to start with? Yes, yes. I got a little waylaid there, and I (laughs) wanted to come back. So that's how you would find them. So individual homes already set up in a community is going to be the easiest, fastest way for someone to get involved. Uh, And, of course, there's a lot of pitfalls, and you're going to find – I'm not trying to scare you, but I don't want you to think it's all rainbows and puppy dogs. You're going to find – you're going to learn some things if you buy one or two or three of these things – and you're going to stub your toe a little bit, and that's fine. That's how we all learn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to look for soft floors and you know electrical problems and things like that, just like you would with a regular house. Mm-hmm. So, so many things are exactly the same as with a regular house. Mm-hmm. Now, it's it's funny, Brad. While while you were talking, I I did receive an email from Jack, who lives in Pennsylvania. And he said, you, mm-hmm. you ask me what I like best about mobile homes, I can completely renovate one for top to bottom for $2,500. <laughs> that's true. Boy, that's true. That's absolutely true. We're not putting granite countertops in these things. We're painting, we're carpeting, and there you go. And if you have a broken window, a lot of these windows you can buy for 45 or $50. So mm-hmm. it's not like a four or $500 window issue like it is with a stick house. He's mm-hmm. absolutely right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, I think an, another thing uh, when we're talking about the individual homes in the park uh, that people have to be really careful about is the park. Absolutely. That can be where your biggest bite is. So I'm an investor. You're an investor. And we're going to go out and we're going to go hit a park. We have to we have to go to a park that we're not scared to go into. So if you go there on a Saturday night, Everybody's standing around, leaning on their cars, drinking a beer. Probably not the place you would want to go and invest in because how are you going to sell the thing? You're going to sell it to another person like that. It's a little rough. Go into nice communities. The only problem, here's the here's the biggest bite. It's not going into a bad community. That's not the biggest bite. The biggest bite is paying the lot rent. 
So you as an investor, you buy the home, you hand the people the money, they take off to wherever, and now you've got this great home. If you don't sell that or while you're fixing it up, you're going to have to pay the lot rent. So be aware of that. And lot rents really vary. If it's out in the country and it's in a community, it could be as low as $200. If it's closer to town and it's a really nice community, it could be upwards of $400. So, and out west, I don't even want to tell you, six, seven, eight hundred dollars mm-hmm. for lot rent sometimes. Mm-hmm. But here in Ohio, we're talking mostly in this central United States, you're going to talk about 200 to about $400 lot rent. Mm-hmm. So if you can turn that rascal around within a month, you have no expense or you have a $300 lot rent. But if you have to wait three or four months, it could be a problem. Mm-hmm. So be mm-hmm. careful there. Now, the lot rent is what the park itself charges for you to be on that pad, for you to have your, your, your uh, what are we calling, the manufactured home. Uh, on that, on that, on that's right. That. We already bought it, so now it's a manufacturer. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Uh, on that pad, and that's uh, and when, when we when we talk about parks, we're going to talk about you know the 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 if you are the owner of that park, that is your profit. Now we need to take a quick break. Uh, I want to invite listeners once again to call or email us with any questions that you have about mobile home investing or uh, comments about it. Uh, have, you, have you tried it? Did it work out? Do you, what, do you, what do you like about it? What didn't you like about it? 772-9658 or 877-772-9658 are the numbers to call. If you'd like to send an email, go to askvina.com, fill in the response form, and it will come to us via email. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vina Jones-Cox. My guest today is Brad Simmons, who is joining us uh, by phone from his home near Lexington. Uh, he he owns a company that primarily invests in mobile home parks, and that's an overlooked asset class uh, for a lot of us who live in the city. And uh, we should point out, Brad, that just because just because you're in a city and you don't see mobile home parks does not mean they are not there. Oh boy, that is really something. You really hit it on the nose there. When once you own a community or you start investing in these homes, you're going to see these parks everywhere. And where they are is in behind Walmart, in tucked behind somewhere next to the airport, back by the railroad tracks in the cities. We laugh about that often. It can be while you're driving down the road and there's trees on the right, on the other side of that could be a mobile home park. Mm-hmm. They're everywhere. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And they are in all sorts of conditions and they have all sorts of reputations. And it is important as in any asset class that you get some education about what the right one, about uh, the right ones to uh, buy. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, Max in Lawrenceburg, Indiana, just sent an email via the askmina.com website. He says, I assume that Brad is going to cover this, but you have to be careful to look at the park rules. I bought a mobile home for $1,200, thinking it was a wonderful deal, tried to rent it, and then discovered that the park didn't allow rentals. It cost me $2,100 to move it to another park. Mm-hmm. Well, he got away cheap, because <laughs> I wish I could move homes for 2100 bucks. Just figure on a $4,000 bill. Now, anyone who's in the business knows that that's the right number. Anyone who's just new in the business is going to say, oh, come on, Brad. It only costs sixteen or 1800 bucks, 2100 bucks to move that home. You're absolutely right. 
But by state code, now you have to put plastic down, you have to anchor it special, you have to have a licensed electrician, a licensed plumber, you have to have skirting, you have to buy, hut, uh, buy fire marshal codes, you have to have stairs on the back, stairs in the front. By the time you get all done, that 1800 to $2,100 move bill doubles. So you're right at about 4000 bucks to move that home. So that can be a gotcha. Got to watch out for that. Mm-hmm. Another thing to think about is no subletting, no renting, uh, no fines has to be owner-occupied. There's Sometimes there's age restrictions. You can be 40 to own it, but you have to be 55 to live there. That's another restriction. And another big one is the park. It, 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 you're grandfathered in with the home, but as soon as you sell that home, it has to leave. So let's say it's not a 10, year, see it's 10 years or older. It's going to have to go. So do your due diligence, just like anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, we're talking a lot about the downside here of, mm-hmm. of owning these individual trailers, but you and I both know people who have become multimillionaires owning these little yep. these little aluminum and plywood boxes, okay? So <laughs> let's, let's talk about that side of it, because uh, the exit strategy, as I understand it, is usually not to, quote, rent it, but rather to buy very cheaply and then sell at a higher price on financing. Yes, and, and you got to really watch out with, with, with that. Um, again, not to go back to the negative, but yes, let's go back to the positive. And, you know, a lot of what we always talk about, the best way to become a millionaire in real estate is to start with $2 million. <laughs> And we all laugh about that because we've all stubbed our toes, and you have to watch that. But I can't think of an of an, another asset class that's easier to get into and easier to make money and easier to sell the product than mobile homes. So it's a fantastic way to start. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about how to finance these things later. We, you and I discussed that. We got to find out. How, people have to find out how they can finance them, and it's going to be easy. But uh, there are some issues, and when we talk about financing them, we buy them inexpensively sell them on terms, kind of like a buy here, pay here car lot. And those are, by the way, your same customers. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to really be careful with this new federal law called the SAFE Act. Mm-hmm. And um, so, and that can bite you. That's a little tricky. And if you, you can uh, navigate those waters properly, but again, you have to know a little bit what you're doing and you really need to talk to someone who's got a lot of experience in that is competent in that Mm -hmm. we can't cover that in 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 five shows Mm -hmm. but be Mm -hmm. careful with the safe act Mm -hmm. right now uh just to to put some actual numbers uh to this i was talking to a guy in south carolina the other day who had just bought a relatively new it wasn't it wasn't you know 10 years old it was 15 years old uh double wide for a little under five thousand dollars from an owner who had it paid off and was ready to move on. He then sold it for $15,000 on financing and he got $5,000 down. Mm-hmm. So the, mm-hmm. the moment he walked away from his buyer, he was even and everything after that, all the payments that he's going to receive over the course of the next seven years are, are pure profit. And, and the, the, the amount of interest on these things is, is, is kind of crazy. The, the, the interest rates that folks pay on mobile homes uh, tends to be along the lines of what people pay if they have bad credit on a car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's true sometimes. Um, and there we're really, we're, we're really skirting around this, 
the SAFE Act issue. And I'm, I, believe me, I'm a possibility thinker. And so, yes, there's plenty of ways around it and plenty of ways to comply with it. Uh, but be really careful when you go to uh, to do something like that. Um, yeah, I mean, it, we're getting into a whole nother thing. But, yeah, the best way to do it is to buy the thing for cash and sell it for cash. Then you don't have any SAFE Act issues. If you're going to finance it, yeah, you can make a lot of money, but you have to go through a mortgage broker. You have to go through someone licensed, and that's kind of easy. You just have to know someone to do it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, the interest is a great thing. You're you're the bank, and that's what's exciting. <gasps> Thanks, Brad. Now I've got two emails saying, when are you going to cover the updates on the SAFE Act? So uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll do that in the next couple of weeks. We'll get... Uh, We'll get somebody to come yeah. in and, and talk about uh, how that dust finally settled, because last time we talked about it, it was still just a gleam in the eye of Congress. So, oh, it's, yeah, uh, it, it's out there and it's it's a federal thing. And what it says is that every state has to have their own rules. And if you don't have your own rules, then it falls on federal. So and Ohio definitely has their own rules. So someone a lot smarter than me, you know, a guy like John Heyer or one of those guys, you, you know, he can tell you more about it, and they're really those are sharp guys. I'm not. <laughs> now let's uh, let, let let's go ahead and, and and wrap up this individual mobile home thing because, as you said, it, it's a it's a great way to get started, uh, particularly in in most of the South, most of the Midwest, pretty much all of the Rust Belt. You can literally pick up mobile homes every day of the week under five thousand dollars. There's there's just you know it, yeah, it's yeah. cheap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and Bean is absolutely right. But just like every market, it goes up and down. And right now, today, the first day of spring, or day after first day of spring, we're just having a hard time finding homes right now because the demand is so high. So homes are hard to find. Normally, I can say I'll go out and within a couple of days, I'll have two or three or four homes. But right now, those rascals are hard to find. The demand is so high. Hmm. So that's really good. If you're an investor and you want to sell it to make money, you, there, you, there's buyers out there, mm-hmm. buyers out there right now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you can find homes, and you know we've all got thousand stories. I could write a book and a TV show and everything. <laughs> uh, you know, I've bought homes for a thousand dollars, five thousand dollars, got them for three hundred bucks, had them given to me, which is back lot rent. I mean, we, we have lots and lots of stories, but small dollars. Mm-hmm, yes. mm-hmm. Which makes it, as you pointed out when we were on the phone earlier, something that a lot of people like to do with their IRA funds if their IRA funds are limited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's what I really like. Now, of course, now we're really getting into a totally different seminar. But I do want to touch on this because there are something like three trillion dollars sitting in in uh, in CDs and mutual funds. Uh, self-directed IRAs, and these people are your uncle and your, and your dentist and your chiropractor and, and the neighbor down the street. And so they have that money sitting there not earning any uh, any interest whatsoever, like nothing. And here's an opportunity for you to go and borrow those funds from your chiropractor, from your dentist or whomever, and go and invest with these small dollars. What's their risk? Very low, especially if they know you. I mean, you're not going to take off the Tahiti with 5000 bucks, <laughs> but you can buy this home. You can afford to give them a very good interest rate and still make a lot of profit for yourself. Mm-hmm. Now, I guess it, I guess I guess this is uh, also a, a sideways way of telling us that you're not probably going to walk into the bank and get a loan to buy one of these as an investment. 
Right, right. And that's, of course, what makes the market for us. That creates our market because the bar, the buyer can't walk into the bank either. Now, if he's got great credit and a lot of cash, he's probably generalizing here. But he's probably not looking at a 20-year-old mobile home uh, that's going to go in on a rented lot. But if, if they've got great credit, we can finance them for a brand new home. But brand new homes are like $38,000. So here's an opportunity for them to buy a home for ten to 15000 bucks. And you know what? A lot of people have gotten that much in tax credits uh, in these last couple of years. We call them Obama bucks. It's, it's not a political statement. It's just this tax credit that's been uh, thrown out there. And in the spring, a lot of people are getting, you know, eight and ten thousand dollars in cash that they don't know what to do with. Those are your buyers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now let, let's uh, let, let's move on to the to kind of the next step uh, of of mobile home investing, and that is what you'll sometimes hear called like a land home package or mobile homes on land. And this is this is a little bit different situation because what you are buying and what your buyers would be be buying from you is the title to the mobile home, and also the chunk of land that it sits on, whether that be a half acre, two acres. I mean, I've seen them ten ten acres with a little bitty mobile home mm-hmm. <laughs> shoved right into the middle of them. Uh, in what way is that kind of investing different than just buying a house on ten acres? Mm-hmm. Well, it's really not different at all. And on a land home package, you mentioned you're buying a title and some land. Sometimes, and that's another one of those due diligence issues, you have to make sure that title wasn't surrendered and, and that has become real estate. And when they do that in Kentucky, it renders the house basically useless. You can never move that home again. So if you were ever have to move that home, then you got a problem. We've got one right now where a lady bought a 10-acre tract just north of Lexington, gorgeous horse farm area. It's got a double wide on it. So she says, would you be interested in buying a double wide? Well, they surrendered the title. We really can't do anything with it. There's a lot of hoops to jump through and probably two years' worth of red tape. We can do something with it, but it's going to take us so long it's not worth our trouble. Mm -hmm. So she's going to just have it pulled away. Now, if you move it, you can't hook up the electric. That's like a big deal. So you'd say, well, I'm not going to sell. I'll just rent it. Well, that's a good idea, but but you can't get the the power hooked up. You can't get a a habitability certificate for it. And um, I'm a little bit familiar with Kentucky law with mobile homes, and I'm a little bit familiar with Ohio, and there's a lot of similarities there. So I'm generalizing here. But just to give you an idea what to watch out for, you don't want to kick that hornet's nest. Mm -hmm. But on the positive thing, on the positive side, absolutely, there's a lot of one-acre, five-acre tracks out there with a with a double wide, and or a single wide, and those are great investments because there too you can pick them up for reasonable. And if the mobile home falls over, blows away, or somebody destroys it, you still got the dirt, and they can't hurt the dirt, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I and I think that there's a a a, a, a surprising amount of demand for that setup amongst people who want to live out in the country, but they cannot afford to buy, you know, a new house on a, on an acre of land. Uh, I, I even, even though I do basically no dealing with mobile homes, I bet I get calls three or four times a year from people saying, I saw you sell house on financing. Have you got, have you got a home on land? 
And the first time, the first you know, 10 times I heard that, I was like, of course they're on land. Where would they be? <laughs> I, didn't, uh-huh. I didn't realize that what they were specifically talking about was uh-huh. some kind of manufactured housing. Uh, and and what they want is, the, what, what these folks really want is they, they want that feeling of, I have two acres all my own. Absolutely. And let's, can we generalize and just be really goofy and generalize and we'll just say it's the, you know, it's the, um, the, you know, like, let's just paint a picture. It's the blue collar guy who might like NASCAR or whatever. And he just wants to be out in the country because he wants to run his stereo a little bit too loud for a community. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or maybe, maybe you have a, you know, a, a, someone with a, a little, they want a horse for their daughter or something like that. It's a very desirable asset for someone. And, most likely the bank's not going to uh, finance that and you're going to be there to help them. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of people have 10 and 20 and $30,000 in cash. I've been doing this for 31 years and the last three years or so we've seen more people with uh, legal settlements and um, uh, disability settlements, back pay, that sort of thing. And they come in with 25 to $50,000 in cash. Now you're not going to get that all. They're going to buy buy a used car, buy your pay your car, something like that. They're going to buy some furniture. You got to have that bedroom suit. Mm-hmm. They, they don't realize that the house is the most important thing, and the real estate is their best investment. But that's what they want, so we give them what they want. But absolutely, you're going to find a lot of people, a lot of cash. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna wrap up the the homes on land thing fairly quickly here because I know you want to get to the parks themselves, but. In, in looking at homes on land, if any, anybody who lives in even a slightly rural area is going to get offered these a lot, is there, is there a more or less desirable kind of home? Because, I mean, you see, you see everything from the falling apart 1970s vintage single wide to stuff that actually looks like a house. I mean, like double and triple wides with 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 wood floors, and you walk into you. Oh, I'd live here. So, so is there sure. is there a is there a, a particular uh, kind of home that would be on that land that you would say is probably the most desirable? Well, there isn't the most desirable. Just like there isn't the most desirable car. Some people just want transportation. Some people want luxury. So you, you just have to, you know, if you get a good deal, you'll find a buyer for it. Uh, if it's in a good area, but be really careful about the age. Um, if you get past the, uh, you know, just just in general, generality speaking, just between me and you uh, and our millions of listeners, but if you get earlier than the 80s in this climate, it might be something you really want to get a home inspector to take a look at for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We don't want anybody out there to get bit. We want to encourage you to go out and make some money, but we don't want you to get bit because... That can really sting. That can hurt. Very good. Uh, you're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing. Uh, we're talking today about the various types of mobile home investing that you can do out there. 772-9658 or 877-772-9658. If you have any questions for our guest, Brad Simmons, or you can also send an email by going to askvina.com. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vina Jones-Cox. My guest today is Brad Simmons from the Lexington area, president of Star Home USA, and our uh, expert for today on 
the topic of why you might want to invest in mobile homes and some things to be careful of as well. You can give us a call here at the studio at 772-9658 or if you're listening from outside the greater Cincinnati area at 877-772-9658. You can also send... A, an email, you need to go to the askvina.com website. That is not a web address. That is not an email address. Okay. You got to go to askvina.com. There's an Ask Vina a question button. When you push that button, it gives you a place to type in your email. And then at the bottom, and I'm talking here to Mark, who didn't fill in this part, there's a place that says uh, from, and that's where you put in where you are emailing from because it, it, it makes a big difference. Uh, some of the, some of the numbers that we're talking about uh, about, you know, buying mobile homes for 500 or 5,000 or 10,000 dollars are not going to apply in places like Florida where that same mobile home might be 60 or 70,000 dollars. So let us know where you are writing from, but you know, Mark asks a really good question here, Brad. He says, "The thing that has always confused me about buying mobile homes is I don't know how to value them." Generally, if I'm offered a what you're calling a homeland package, when I run comps, all I get is actual houses, and I don't know how to compare the value of the mobile home to those actual houses. Yeah, that's really a good question, Dina, and, and a good question, Mark. And I can't answer that because you, it's all about what people want. You know, these are all, most of the people you're going to stumble upon are going to have homes that are free and clear. So it's going to be really more about what they want than what it's worth. Um, That's a real tough question. And you just have to go with some experience and um, you'll stumble around. If if you're not getting deals, you're not offering enough, but it's better to be lonely than miserable. (laughs) So uh, (laughs) you just stick to it and and you'll find out your market as you go along. Well, and, and, and you can kind of circle in a little bit by saying, I know what the land's worth. Because mm-hmm. in these areas, there's almost you can almost always find just raw land with nothing on it. And, mm-hmm. and, and you can determine that it's worth X thousands of dollars per acre. And then the homes themselves, and, and I know this isn't by any means a perfect evaluation, particularly not when you're also talking about the land and its features, but I understand there's almost like a blue book where if you have the the year and the make and the model of the mobile home? There, there really is. There's an NADA book, just like there is for cars. Problem is that it's so complex. Uh, I don't even, I, I've got them from several years ago, and I looked, and, and after my brain started to really hurt and I needed a glass of bourbon, <laughs> I said, I'm good, you know, so we'll just, we'll just run it uh, by the seat of our pants mm-hmm. and not worry about the NADA book. You know, there's all these add-ons. If you've ever done an NADA book for a car, you know, you got add-on for power steering and eight-track player and all that stuff. Uh, I say with a smile on my face. Um, same with the mobile homes. And it's just really arduous to get through that book. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, again, uh, education and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, having having somebody to bounce things off of that know more about it than you do. So that probably means your local real estate association and track down the mobile mm-hmm. home guy there because there's always one. We got yeah. We've got people. We've got people at Cincinnati RIA who are mobile home people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, RIAs are great. Uh, I wouldn't ask a realtor. Uh, we actually own a brokerage, so uh, I'm not dogging on realtors. But realtors tend to know the land, but they don't 
know much about mobile home parks or mobile homes rather. Mm-hmm. So you have to, you know, I would I would go with uh, with someone who has experience. If you if you really are serious about this, you're going to find someone in your area who has some experience. And you know, you we mentioned self directed IRAs earlier. You can't invest with your own IRA funds. So you've got someone, say you've got the money and you've got an experienced mobile home investor in your RIA, say, hey, let's go. I'll fund some deals and I can tag along and see how this whole thing works. And then, of course, uh, you can do deals with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, 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 yeah, that's a great way to learn. And to it's clarify, to clarify, because I know I'm going to get an email about this. Uh, it's not that you can't invest with your own IRA. It's that you can't loan money to you from your own IRA to do these deals. Your IRA could buy a mobile home if you right. if you had the money to do that, but you can't loan yourself money from your IRA. Okay, so let's get to the thing that uh, you're really passionate about, Brad, which is mobile home parks. It's kind of commercial real estate, really. You, you've kind of gotten it really is. You've kind of gotten out of the. Park. Exactly. It's 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 an income property where each apartment is owned by somebody different than you. How do you make money in a mobile home park? We make money by renting the dirt. It's that simple. It's really a simple business. And you just rent the dirt. Uh, just think of it like a strip mall or an apartment house. It's much better than an apartment house, in my estimation. Of course, if, uh, if any of you apartment guys are out there, you, you're free to email me and, and we can discuss some more. But when you have an apartment house, you have to have on-site management, you have to have landscapers, you have to have uh, a maintenance men, and you have a big roof, and then you have all these air conditioning units and you have all these toilets. And with mobile home parks, you own the dirt and everyone else owns their own home. So it's, it's just a simpler asset class. It's not as sexy as, as an apartment house. Uh, or maybe it's not as sexy as a strip mall, do you think? <laughs> <laughs> but but it is pretty simple. Mm-hmm. And yes. if you don't like a tenant, you can tell them just get out and take your house with you. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> having said that, again, just like, you know, there's four family apartments and there's 100 unit apartments and there's apartment buildings in good areas and bad areas and in good condition and bad condition. Uh, there are parks of every size. I mean, I've literally seen mobile home parks that had, they called themselves parks, but they were like six pads. And then, mm-hmm. and then there's ones that have hundreds of pads oh, to, put, yeah. to put mobile homes on. What is your favorite size? Do you have a favorite location for these things? What, what, what makes the perfect mobile home park for you? Well, I get asked that a lot because we, you know, we buy and sell parks and we mostly buy and keep parks because we like them a lot and we have people who invest with us and they they ask me this exact same question and i say the closer it is to my house the smaller it can be and i think that's a that's a good honest answer we've got an 11 pad park that's about oh a dozen blocks from my office where i'm calling you from right now but we've got them 45 minutes away and uh, we've got a, a couple 60s and a 105. And, you know, when you get into the bigger parks like that, it's just economies of scale. So mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's just economies of scale. But if they're close to your house, you can get a six-pad park. Sure, why not? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so uh, you're, 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 the, the ideal size for you is 
bigger is better, but if it's a deal, it's a deal, I gather. Um, how, how, now I, I know that you're not going to your IRA to pull out money to buy a mobile home park because some of these larger ones can be quite expensive if they're up and running. How does the financing for that work? Well, it's commercial real estate, and right now that's really tough. I don't want to say it's non-existent because it is uh, it is out there, but you typically are going to have to have, in today's market, 30 to 40% down and then a local lender. Now, uh, there are some rumors that the bigger banks uh, are, are doing some uh, FHA, uh, not FHA, uh, Fannie Mae compliant uh, commercial loans, large stuff, million dollars and up. And, but I, I don't know anyone who's had that. So the local banks are going to be a, a good way. I mean, if you if you're thinking about parks, you really need to come to uh, Vina's Mobile Home Park Boot Camp <laughs> <laughs> because that's really that's like a three day event, four day event. You really need to know a lot of stuff about that. But um, but they're wonderful. They're wonder. We like them. We mm-hmm, like them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, you use a you use a combination of commercial type. Uh, investments and by the way, there's there's whole. Uh, if you just Google loans for mobile home parks, mm-hmm. there are there are companies that that if they don't actually specialize in that, are at least out on the internet saying, yeah, we do this. So <laughs> that's not that's not uh, a terribly difficult thing to, um, to to find if you are otherwise qualified. And of course, there's going to be a down payment and so on. But um, the the question that I think is going to be in a lot of people's minds is how do you calculate whether a mobile home park is profitable and what in other words what does profitable mean what sort of return on investment would you be looking at in a typical mobile home park mm-hmm. well just like everybody's got a favorite fishing lure everyone's got a favorite uh, spreadsheet to evaluate mobile home parks and, uh, you know, we've got ours, and our buddy Frank's got his, and, you know, we've got we've got a whole bunch in our group. We've got about 25 uh, of us in our group who just do mobile home parks, and uh, we all have something a little different, but it's basically it goes back to the commercial real estate stuff. It's your NOI, so it's total income minus hard expenses and then some unforeseen expenses. And, you know, that's, again, another three or four day event. We can't really get too deep into that. But you've got to take off taxes and insurance and, you know, water line issues. And uh, we pay for electric and street lights and, and things like that. And, you're, you know, your insurance can be pretty big. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, if you want to pay a manager, that, that's going to come off of there. And that's going to be your net operating income. And then you just take a percentage of that. Uh, with what you want to pay as far as a return there again everybody's got a favorite and you know vena your return might be you know anything over ten uh, percent is great for you and my return might be anything over fourteen percent you really have to sit down with your investor and sit down with yourself and and your spouse and say hey honey uh, do we really want to jump into this and manage this is going to take us X number of hours every week for $100 a month profit, or do we need a couple thousand dollars a month profit for this kind of work? Mm-hmm. And um, and the best way is to apprentice. The doctors do it. I mean, they don't come out of school and you're all of a sudden you're a brain surgeon. 
you you, uh, you apprentice for what seven to ten years. Mm-hmm. Same thing with law. It's going to be the best way to do it for sure, so you don't stumble mm-hmm. and have a big problem. But mm-hmm. if you do have big problems, there are plenty of mobile home parks out there in foreclosure and REO, and you know that's a good place to go too. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, opportunity for one and misfortune for another. Always, <laughs> of, of course, right? it's just, just like the animal planet. <laughs> yeah. Now, a lot of a lot of uh, uh, folks who are who are uh, more typically in the brick and mortar mindset, uh, what they like to do with an apartment building or a house or whatever is find one that's underperforming, find one that it's, it's kind of run down and hasn't been managed well. And therefore it is for sale cheap and they can go in and make it, make it, make it work right. Have you exercised that sort of exit strategy on mobile home parks? Oh, absolutely. Not exit strategy, but entrance. You know, we really kind of don't want her or someone who's just, it, you. all you have to do is drive through the community. It's just like a restaurant or a strip mall, any, anything. You ever go to the restaurant and you think, God, that's a crummy salad, crummy service. The, the, the floors aren't clean. And, and you think, oh, my gosh, uh, this guy doesn't care about his business. It's the exact same thing with the mobile home parks. You drive through the mobile home park, you can obviously see if they care about the place if the flowers and the shrubs are pruned or if there's no flowers and shrubs at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, that might be your don't want her seller. And those are the best. Mm-hmm. The don't want her. Dude, I've had enough. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready to go to Florida. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and, my hand. and you sometimes see them because I, 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 do, I do drive through and sort of explore mobile home parks from time to time thinking, well, someday... Uh, and and you see some of them that they, they may have sixty or seventy places for mobile homes, but there's only actually twenty five mobile homes in the park, which is obviously a huge lost income opportunity for for whoever that owner is, and they're probably not making a lot of money on that. Absolutely, absolutely, and those are great opportunities. Now, so you have something we bought several parks at sixty percent occupancy. However. To get that next forty percent occupancy is a lot. It's capital intensive. You have to pay fifteen thousand dollars to get the home, or ten thousand dollars to get the home, and then you get slow payments back. But there again, small dollars, IRA funds. Lots and lots of people have ten or fifteen thousand dollars in an IRA, and those are great places to put those little funds. Like I said, it can be your uncle and your aunt and your dentist and your chiropractor. Uh, but there's people out there who would be glad to lend you those funds for a good return. And whatever a good return is, you know, you can afford to pay eight or 10% uh, to someone because you're going to make, you're going to make more money because you're renting the dirt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. So we're just about out of time here. And I certainly uh, want to thank you, Brad, for uh, sharing what we were able to share here in the short period of time we had. But as usual, I want to encourage listeners whose interest might have been piqued in the idea of mobile homes to go get more education. There are several uh, excellent home study courses available about every aspect of this. Uh, some, on, some on just buying the home, some on buying the homeland packages, some on financing them, and some on buying the parks. So a uh, whole different area of expertise than uh, standard residential Uh, real estate, but at the same time, as you said, can be incredibly profitable, whether you're working in that smaller end or in that bigger end, just go get the education. Uh, 
anytime you want to do a webinar or something like that on investing small like this or self-directed IRA funds, I'm available for you and your students. Okay. Okay. I will, I will definitely keep that in mind. Uh, you've yeah. been listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing, Brad Simmons from the Lexington area from Star Home USA. We will be back next week with more information to put you on the path to financial independence through real estate investing. Until then, happy investing. Happy investing.